Ciao ragazzi, my name is Anthony and thank you so much for joining us on this audio-only experience on the Intel Worldwide Podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to be here and an absolute pleasure to welcome three good friends and I'm going to introduce them one by one to check in and see how they are doing. It's an absolute pleasure to welcome Akil on the Intel Worldwide Podcast. Akil, how you doing, man? Hey man, I'm doing great. Glad to be back here. Um, I'm doing great. Um, great time to be, uh, you know, we're in December. We're looking good. Inter is looking good. Um, I'm all excited. I'm all excited about it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for coming on. It's also good to be joined by someone else down under, Matt Pickham, uh, writer for the Inter Worldwide website. Thanks so much for joining me, man. Thanks for having me, bro. Um, very, very excited to be here and, and discuss what's going on at the moment. It's, it, it is an exciting time to be an Interisti at the moment. And um, everyone should be, you know, really, really happy with where we are and, and where we're going to be. So, yeah, very exciting times ahead. Well said, man. It's an absolute pleasure to welcome back from San Francisco, Alessandro. It's been a minute. How are you, sir? Very good, very good. Uh, last time we were not qualified for the next phase of the Champions League, so <laughs> that's been a journey. Yeah. yeah, definitely, man, and I can't wait to talk about that. That's pretty much where we're going to start, and I'm going to stay on you, Alessandro, as well. So. Basically, how are you feeling about Inter going through to the round of 16? We've been back in the competition for four years now after spending almost a decade out of it. Uh, it started with Spalletti. It looked like it would have got a little better under Conte. But at the end of the day, Alessandro, it's, it's Simone Inzaghi that's taken Inter through to the round of 16. Yeah, I mean, uh, with Conte, we were always close, but uh, we were focusing on something different at the end. And... Um, and honestly, at the beginning of the season, we knew that Inzaghi is not the one uh, who prefer one competition to another. If he can go ahead, he can go ahead with both. Um, and I'm I'm really happy we we made it through, of course. But uh, from now on, I'm not gonna go crazy. I'm not gonna be too much worried about the results because. Uh, if we get one of the Premier League team or Bayern Monaco, it's over <laughs> even before we <laughs> to play. Uh, so I'm just happy we made it through. And, uh, you know, step by step, as you said, with Spalletti, we made it back to the Champions League. We can't even get close to get through. Within Zaghi finally we made it through. And who knows next year. But so far, uh, you know, th this, is, uh, this is what we can do. And, I, and I'm happy with that, especially if we can keep going up in, the, in Serie A. Yeah, well said, man. I'm going to go over to Akil. It feels really good, man. You know, uh, that game against Real Madrid, you can't really go to the Bernabeu and expect too much. Um, but we did play pretty well in the first half. Overall, how are you feeling about going through to the round of 16 as runners-up in Group D? Hey, I think, uh, I think we played well against Real Madrid, to be honest. I think we did well. We went, We were away. We played a good first half, like you mentioned. Um, and, you know, to be honest, my expectation was to come out with a draw. I think uh, that would have been a perfect result, given the, the nature of the game, the game, the way that was played. Um, we were unfortunate, to be honest. We, we were unfortunate that we conceded the goals and we couldn't uh, finish the game at level terms. But, you know, like you said, you know, we, we made it to the round of 16. 
it's 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 exciting and it's also a process that we went through. We we had a downtime that we weren't qualifying, then we came under Spalletti, Conte, now Inzaghi. I think now we have the right mentality, the right players in place. We are ready. We deserve to be in the round of 16 now. So it, it to me, you know, I, I know like, you know, like Alessandro mentioned, like, you know, we want to avoid some of the, uh, you know, Premier League team or Bayern Munich. But, you know, I think we're ready for the challenge. I think if we face any team that we can possibly face, I think we can, if we have the right mindset and if we play the game to our strength, I think we can take anybody. Yeah, thanks, man. Well said. Matt, over to you. Uh, I'm sure you're very excited, man. Um, I know that you probably didn't expect to go to the Bernabeu and get the three points either. But going into the round of 16, I guess I'll segue a little bit with you. How are you feeling about the potential opponents, man? Who can, who do you, who are you sort of seeing into coming up against? I know it's pretty much pot luck being drawn out, Matt. But how are you feeling about the opponents going into the next round? Who do you think that we can beat? Yeah, I'm happy, look, that we're not getting a Spanish opponent because... We've, we've been in group stages over the last four years, whatever it was, and we've had Spanish opponents who we have not beaten. And for us to go into a knockout match where it's over two legs, I'm glad we get a, a different team that we get to face. So I'm, I'm hoping we get Man United. And the only reason I say this is because with that new coach, he likes pressing. And Man United have not been a pressing team. So it's going to take them maybe a couple of months to get a bit of adjustment, um, a new style, something that maybe we can catch them out on. So I'm hoping we can stay away from the Man Cities, the Liverpools, the Bayern Munichs, because they're, they're ruthless. They'll, if we're off, they'll rip us apart. Where the other teams, even Ajax could be like that too. They, they can be pretty ruthless, as I've seen lately. But Man United are the ones I'm looking at that I think we can beat. And I think we can beat them comfortably too. If, if we play all over the park, then... Yeah, our our style of play should beat theirs. So I'm I'm confident if we get them in, in the next in the next round. Yeah, it's been a very good Champions League campaign and it was made um slightly better financially as we pocketed another eight hundred thousand euros because um the prize money for the Italian sides is only being shared by us and Juventus in the round of sixteen. So a nice little prize kitty there, which may even help us out a little bit in January and January and we're gonna get that get to that a little bit soon. This weekend, however, we come up against uh, one of the worst sides in Serie A. Still a little bit of a weird one, considering when you look at them on paper, they definitely don't belong in the second-last position on paper. I mean, they're not going to set Serie A on fire. They're not going to make even the Conference League or anything like that. They're a mid-table team at best, all round. But this weekend against Cagliari, three points needs to be um, obligatory. It needs to be comfortable, in my opinion. We are at home. I'm confident, but also cautious at the same time. I'm going to start with Alessandro once again on this one. Um, we go into the match this week, Alessandro, knowing that three points really just keeps the pressure on not just the, the side above us, but the sides genuinely, yeah, genuinely below us as well. Three points, very important, Alessandro. How confident are you of us beating Cagliari this weekend? Well, pretty confident, and it's not, it's not the best thing. Because <laughs> when, you, uh, when you think, oh, we, we have this, then you always have bad. Um, surprises, but you know, uh, as you were saying, Cagliari is not the the best shape since the beginning of the of the season. Actually, from the last season, they barely uh, avoid relegation. So um, it's gonna be interesting to see 
Azari's team, but he's trying everything. Everything. If you look at Cagliari, every week is something different. Um, and, uh, you know, I thought Mazzari coming here was trying to, you know, start from a 4-4-2 and uh, adjust the defense and, uh, and then uh, work on the rest. But he wasn't able to do any of that. And uh, the team's just been awful, even though he has good players on paper, as you said. Uh, probably at this point we just need to look at them better because probably on paper they're not so good. And I talk about Godin and uh, and Caceres and uh, Strudman and uh, players that, that were good, but just because they have their name doesn't mean they're good anymore. So yeah. hopefully uh, we, we can beat them uh, easily and. Uh, and uh, and rest some of our key players for the next game. Yeah, well said, man. The illusion of the big name and the has-been name on the back of a jersey, it's very, very real, especially when it comes down to really having to go for the nitty-gritty and grind out those sort of results. Um, you know, they're on the back of four draws against Sassuolo, Salernitana, Hellas Verona, and Torino. It'll be the 83rd time that we play Cagliari, um, and we've won 40 of those games. They've won 14, with 28 of them ending in draws. I'll go over to you next, Matt. Uh, how confident are you going into this game, knowing that Inter, in terms of injury-wise, when you look at our other teams, we have actually been pretty lucky. Um, the only players missing for us, Matt, I believe, are Damian. He's still subject to an injury. Um, I'm not too sure about Vidal. However, the latest news has Alexis Sanchez uh, starting. Varela has to be cautious as well, Matt, because he's one yellow card away from suspension in Serie A as well. Yeah, I'm... I'm quietly confident. I'll, I'll say that we should we should overrun them pretty easily. Um, in terms of the players who will be on the field, I actually want to see Barella. I want to see him step up. You know, he's been he's been average for a little while now, and I know it's been a little change in position and Inzaghi's style has been a little bit different. But I, I want to see him step up, and I want to see him redeem himself. You know, a lot of fans were disappointed in him, and they're saying he'll never be Capitano for for Inter ever, and I, I didn't like that talk. I, I still think he's very young, he's immature, but I, I want to see him step up. He's the guy I'm looking at this week too, and especially against Cagliari too, you know, his old club. I, I want to see him step up and, and and be the player we know he is. So I, I expect him to actually maybe bag a goal and an assist this week. So hopefully he can, yeah, he can prove us all, all, all the haters wrong. That'd be really nice, man. Um, you know, we're the top scoring uh, side in the European leagues uh, in terms of scoring headers. We've found the net 10 times that way already this season, and we've already scored 30 from 13 set pieces, which I dare say is a really nice change of pace compared to the last seasons. We're going to end um, We're going to, sorry, we scored. Yeah, we're going to end goal this season with a lot of goals from set pieces, and I expect us to get one or two of them again this time around. Akil, going over to you, man. Uh, you can start to segue into the actual scoreline prediction. Of the of our result to our fixture to Cagliari on the weekend. Uh, in terms of players, who do you think will step up, man? Just quickly, I think it's I think not only Barella but Lautaro. If he's starting, he needs to play well and he needs to finish well. Akil, one hundred percent. Barella, most importantly, I mean he's you know he's 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 got five assists so far this season. He's the joint leader in assists for Inter right now in the season so he's 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 gonna step up he's gonna he needs to really put his head together and play a good game um come back strong 
put his stats up, find the goal, find the assist. The other person you mentioned, Lotaro, 100%. He really needs to step up now. I think uh, there's a lot of time that we 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 see him in the game. You know, he he gives us these moment of brilliances and uh, he has these little moments, but he just never comes through like at the time of, you know, when it really matters. So I think he will be on, you know, he'll be, we need to keep an eye on him, special eye, because uh, it's now expected of him to really take the, Take the lead, to be really honest. Be the guy. Be the X factor for Inter and go score the goals and where when it matters the most. And the third person I'm looking at is our wingbacks. Uh, you know, Perisic is having a great season, and uh, you know if he's if he's in the starting lineup, I expect him to smash uh, the left side again. And anything less than a three nil victory against Cagliari this weekend uh, will not settle with, well with me. I think we need to go in there. We need to make a statement. We just had a really rough patch. I mean, not a rough, but like a tough patch of games in the last, you know, couple of weeks. So I think now we have a little bit of a layoff. Cagliari, you know, they're really at the bottom of the table. Really got to go in there and smash them. 3-0, that's that's my prediction. Yeah, however, we do still need to be a little bit cautious as we start to move into lineup. So I'm going to stay on you, Akil, and go in reverse order. Um, I did slip my mind, of course. We're going to be out without Joaquin Correa. He's our most injured player at the moment. If Damian was to return, just a fun fact, it would be his 250th appearance in a, um, in a top five European league side. So big shout out to Damian. He's going to get that accolade at some point this season. Um, although Denzel Dumfries was substituted at halftime on Tuesday slash Wednesday, whenever you watch the Champions League, um, that was just precautionary from Inzaghi. So he should still be there to start. Um, speaking of those wingbacks are kill, but in terms of our actual lineup, it's, Andanovic Skriniar Devray is expected to return after taking training and the pitch midweek as well. Bastoni, Dumfries, Barella, Brozo, Hakan, Perisic, Martinez, and Dzeko. However, I've also seen on Sky Sports that they might have rumored that Alexis Sanchez could come in to start. I wouldn't be opposed to that, Akil, man. We need to keep rotating a little bit, and a game against Cagliari is a game that you want to rotate. I think Inzaghi rotated well against Venezia and Spezia. What are you thinking of our starting lineup, Akil? Yeah, definitely. I, I think this is a game that we can give Checo some rest. Um, he's played out a lot, a lot of minutes. Um, you know, I think Sanchez would be a good, this would be a good time for Sanchez to come in. And, you know, you know, he's been a little frustrated on the bench as well. You know, he's not getting, obviously, dealing with injuries and stuff as well. So it would be a good time for him to come in and redeem himself and, you know, partner partner with Lautaro up front. And, you know, maybe back, get a goal or something, you know. So it'll be a good time for him to come in as well. But despite, you know, I think our lineup is pretty well. I think it's pretty well set. And Zaghi rotates the squad pretty well. I, I really want to back Dumfries. Um, you know, he's he's sort of coming to light, you know, slowly but surely. He's he's getting the rhythm. He's getting He's understanding. Obviously, it's a new league and it's a new team, new coach. Everything is different. But I think I think he'll come about, and I think that's what the goal is for Inzaghi is to like you know slowly integrate him into the team, and you know get him used to it, get him get him get a good feel of it. So I'm excited for him. You know he's he's had his downs um, and his troubles, but I think he'll come through. He's a he's a solid player. You know he's he looks passionate. He's he's he know he's not afraid to get in there. He needs to not afraid to put his body on the line. So that's good to see. That's a good physical player. Um. But yeah, overall, I think our team looks good. I wouldn't make any change. I'm happy to see DeVry back in the lineup as well. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see Perisic, what he can do on the left side. Barella, Lautaro, Sanchez, whoever starts. I think we're, we're, we're a good squad right now. 
Yeah, well said, man. Over to you, Matt. That predicted lineup, either or, it looks good. We've still got depth on the bench. And just quickly, just so we can keep the conversation going in another direction, uh, Cagliari's possible slash predicted lineup, as Alessandro mentioned, it, it really is really crap, to be honest. Cranio, Casares, uh, Cepitelli, Carboni, Mikojanes, Bellanova, Grassi, Marin. And then out of nowhere, uh, while Dalbert appears, the only thing I'm scared of is Jao Pedro and Keita Balde up front. Um, if you're a slight betting man, like sometimes I am, uh, whenever I see former Inter players coming up against us, I think just shut up and take my money. This is the easiest money I've seen in my life. I don't think we're going to be threatened too much by anybody but Jal Pedro, though, Matt. Uh, how are you feeling going into this game with our lineup and that potential Cagliari lineup with Godin on the bench? Yeah, Jal Pedro is the only guy I'm, I'm afraid of, or not even afraid of, but he's the only guy I think I can I think can score from that team. Um, Keita Balde. Yeah, he, he was good a few years ago. He's he's not up to that inter standard that he tried to be a few years ago, and he has the spirit. But yeah, skill wise, he, he's just an average player. So Joel Pedro is the guy who who could get on the scoreboard for them. But for us, Devry being back is is so essential to this team. I, I know we went four games um, or four wins in a row really without him, but um, like in the league. But in in that game against Real Madrid. I felt like maybe D'Ambrosio was a bit out of his element. So to have De Vrij back there in the centre, that can free up Bastoni to go forward a little bit more as as he likes to do and just put Skriniar back on that right where he's more comfortable. So I feel our defence should be right. We're now three games in a row, clean sheets in the league. I see it's taking it to four. Um, I see us scoring a few goals. I'm, I'm very confident in this team. So hopefully this Real Madrid game has not broke their spirits at all because it did feel... Like the players were, were upset with that result, even though we've got through to the next round. Um, but in saying that, th this Inter team in the league, they're a different beast this year. So um, I, I see us, yeah, putting them to the sword. And even Lataldo, he's got to step up too. So hopefully with Sanchez, that gives him a bit more freedom to play his normal game like he used to have. So maybe Jacko's been cramping his style last few games. Maybe a little bit, man. I like it. Um, you know, Cagliari just looks stiff, Alessandro. They don't look like, unless Jao Pedro pulls off something heroic, that they should be able to break us down in any way, shape or form, not to suggest that we would even be on the back foot for any point in this game. Uh, Alessandro, how confident are you? What do you think is going to happen? And, yeah, basically, same as the other two gentlemen. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they're probably going to park the bus. And, um, but... Overall, my prediction is a 3 1 uh, with hopefully Chalan Oglu keep, uh, keep, keep going with his uh, scoring streak um, and Perisic. Uh, they are recreating on the left what we had last year on the right, meaning that triangle uh, last year was Barella, Kimi, and Lukaku. This year is basically Perisic, Chalan Oglu. Uh, and then Bastoni uh, from the back. So hopefully that left side is going to give us uh, advantage. So my prediction is 3-1. Charanoglus, um, Perisic, and hopefully Lautaro. And one between uh, Nandez or Joe Pedro for them. That's the only <laughs> two good players they have, yeah. basically. 
Yeah, Nandez is actually um, in doubt 50-50 for this game. And with all the rumors right. of him still being linked with us for a move, I think it's probably best for everybody if he sits this one out, probably, except yep. for us. But, yeah, but I think that will happen. Um, yeah, thank you to all the gentlemen for, for that. I would have to agree. I expect a dominant performance myself. I expect us to be on the front foot very early. One of those games where the longer it drags out, you'd hopefully break the deadlock nice and early. An early goal in this match would mean that the floodgates open straight away against a team like Cagliari. So I'm actually going to go for 4-0. I think it's going to be very comfortable. I think Lautaro, Hakan, and one goal for Perisic and a goal from a defender on a set piece, maybe a Skrinja or De Vrij or even a Bastoni header. I think there's a goal from a corner or a set piece coming for one of our bigger boys. Uh, something very important that needs to be spoken about and looks like it's edging that little bit closer, which is awesome to see. The engine, the ticking... Everything that is basically the inter-midfield in Marcelo Brozovic, the contract renewal is looming. Um, we're willing to offer him $6 million for the renewal, $6 million a season. It is not cheap, obviously, but in this day and age, in this modern era, these are the figures that you need to play, pay your best players to stay at the club. And I dare say at other clubs, he would be getting more if he was to go somewhere in England or maybe uh, to Germany as well. So this is very important to me. Uh, I know it's very important to a lot. For fans, I'm actually going to go to Matt first on this one. How happy are you to know that the signature for Brozovic, you know, that looks to be like it is coming, hopefully. And do you think we're making the right decision putting him on $6 million for at least another four years? I, I would have gone $7 million. I would, I would have okay. asked for a million from uh, a dollar from a million fans to put through that. It's, but if, he, yeah, if we can get over the line for six, then I'm happy. He's, he's critical to our success. Brozovic is the engine of our midfield. He, we saw in that game against Real Madrid, we looked completely lost without him on the pitch. It's this guy is so important to us, and with the chance of him not signing, I was very scared. But if if that news is true, then yeah, we're in a very good position. And you know, if we can even build on that midfield, add a couple more depth, um, just so he can rest when needed. I hope he just doesn't get burnt out because yeah, he's playing a lot of football lately and. He's so essential to our success at the moment. He really is. In an ideal world, Stefano Sensi could jump in and give him a rest, um, ideally for 30, 30 minutes if it, if it was that case. But we're still waiting to see more evidence that Sensi is ready. It's just so weird, Matt. And I'll stay on you for this. You know, he comes on sometimes under Inzaghi for a few minutes and then we don't see him again for another two, three fixtures. Do you think it's just a, a fact that Inzaghi can't trust him? Oh, definitely. Definitely. It's He's made a glass. Um, Sensi... You know, we saw in that match, I, I can't even remember, it was earlier in the year, came on for 10 minutes. He limped off after after a few and, he, yeah, we, we ended the match with 10. Um, I can't remember what match that was, but... it was. I, I, think, think, it was some, I think it was Sampdoria in, like, match day three or four this season and we ended with 10, yeah, from the 85th minute. That's the one, that's the one. So, But in saying that, I, I look at um, our next match coming up and with Barella suspended, this will be the perfect opportunity to actually bring Sensi in. And I hope we get that Man United, um, we get that fixture. Because if you remember a couple of years ago when we versed, um, we versed Barcelona at, yeah. at the Camp Nou and under Conte, that was some of the best football. That, that passing that, that we saw throughout the team was some of the best football I've seen interplay in the last maybe decade. So, And, and Sensi was very, very essential to that. So if, if he can actually gain the trust of Inzaghi and maybe start in these next few games, then 
we've got a really good player who's sitting on the bench who we just can't use. So hopefully that can change. Yeah, well said. Uh, Akil, going into the conversation about Brozovic and then segueing a little bit into Marotta because, you know, he continues to be the pillar um, of the modern success of this club. Yeah, we can say thank you. A uh, big thank you to Antonio Conte and his backroom staff. A huge thank you to Lukaku and Hakimi, who were uh, instrumental in winning that. But Marotta really is the architect of all this, as we've said a lot of the time. So how good are you feeling about the potential renewal for Brozovic? And maybe, Akil, what do you expect out of Inter in January under Marotta? Because we know that this guy really likes to work in silence, man. Now, first of all, my hats off to Marota. You know, it's all salute to him. You know, he's the backbone. He's the pillar, you know, like you said. And, you know, the way he has architect these deals with teams and the way he's brought on people, like the way he's had these players sign contracts, it, it's amazing. It's amazing that the magic he's doing. I'm so excited that, you know, we're coming to a, a resolution with Brozovic because he's such an important player to our midfield. The type of numbers Brozovic is putting lately, it's it's crazy. It's amazing. Like, you know, we this, this is the type of midfield that you really want to lock down for next four years. And we're actually getting a bargain deal here. Six million for a player of his caliber who's putting up these kind of numbers. He should be on everybody's radar. And if we can lock him down, that would be amazing. That would be a biggest deal of the season. And then going into January, we we already know. We, are, we can already tell Marota is, you know, looking at, you know, other players. He's looking to crack some deals. And I I honestly think that we should look into getting a midfielder, um, in 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 place for Brozovic to back him up as a substitute, uh, maybe younger, similar playing style. Um, we can use some depth, obviously, with uh, you know, obviously with Sensi around. Vidal, they're all very injury prone, to be honest. Um, with Sensi, with his injuries, I think it's a matter of his confidence too. I think when you sit out and you don't play at the highest level for a certain number. of number of time like you you obviously kind of lose a little bit of your confidence and we saw when he came on in the last couple I think it was the last game or the game before that and he had the opportunity to put a ball you know in front of the goal and he just guided it I mean obviously it's not an easy chance nothing is easy chance but you know a prime sense he would have made would have made it would have taken that shot and put it away you know so it's a matter of his confidence too so I think we just got to give him some time uh, obviously we can't really sell him Nobody's going to buy a, an injury-prone player. So I think we were going to be sticking with him. So give him time. I think he's going to come around. He's, we know he has the quality. So he'll come around. But as far as like other players, I mean, I think we have good depth. But I think we can use another player who can we really rely on um, when we need to substitute a player like Brozovic or Barella or, you know, like any other midfielders. So we need to look into that. And I think uh, Marota already has a few players in mind. I think uh, there's some work being done in the background. And I'm excited about this January transfer window. I think we lost Anthony. Oh, sorry, guys. I didn't realize I was muted. Can you guys hear me now? Sorry, that's my yeah. mistake, uh, these audio podcasts. Alessandro, I was actually talking to you. I was going to say going into January, Marotta will have a couple of aces up his sleeve. I don't imagine it to be a very active market for any European sides, let alone Italian ones, that's for sure. But 
going in there. I know there's a couple of names. Uh, do you think we need to reinforce the attack line? Do you believe the rumours that Alexis Sanchez's wage might be coming off the books? And, you know, Inzaghi's sort of been giving him these little sporadic minutes and performances just to make sure other clubs are watching. How do you see January plan, uh, panning out for Marotta and Inter? Well, so everything depends on two players. Uh, one you mentioned already, Sanchez, and the second one is Vecino. Um, it's pretty clear both want to leave the club. Uh, they don't play as much as they think they should. So both players can uh, can free uh, some asset for us. And um, But, you know, as you said, at the moment, the market is not the best, and our financial situation is not the best. So um, it really depends, and, and we need to see if we can make it uh, until the summer uh, windows and get some uh, some good deals, meaning some trust transfer, um, some free transfer for us, uh, like Konana, which is supposed to to happen. Uh, there are other names that they should get um, free for us. Um, but let's say that we can um, get rid of the Vecino, uh, then uh, we can uh, start a conversation with Cagliari for Nandes, um, and including, I don't know, Satriano and uh, some, uh, some other clause for next year. Or... If Sanchez will leave, uh, we can go to um, Sassuolo and see what's the situation with their strikers. Um, yeah. But again, it really depends what we can do. And uh, I want just to point out, it's not just Marotta, it's Auxilio too and the whole, uh, the whole team they have. They're doing an amazing job. Um, you know, uh, there are other teams sniffing around Brozovic, but it seems pretty clear that he wants to stay. It's just a matter of finding the, the right number, but it should happen pretty soon. And we, we saw the same uh, with uh, the previous renewal. Uh, they were in the air and just, they, they, they just come out, you know, like Barella was, um, was going to renew. And then one day it was like, all right, it's done. And, and that's it. Nobody was surprise there was not a big reaction but that's a big deal and same thing with the other player now uh, they have an agenda and uh, the next name is Brozovic the the following one would be Perisic and then uh, we should be good uh, uh, probably Di Marco as well uh, just a, a small extension but uh, they are working they are on it and um, they are building uh, a good team and um, an all-star also from uh, the, the coach they, they choose to replace Conte. It wasn't so easy. We didn't have so much time, but they had a good idea. And uh, it was the perfect coach to, to go on with the project because of the system, because of the ideas, because he knew Serie A already. And, uh, and so, you know, it's uh, until we have certain people in the back, in the... Uh, in the control room, um, as Osilio, as Marotta, uh, we I'm I'm not worried. And if tomorrow they decide to sell, I don't know Brozovic, maybe they know something I don't know, <laughs> and I'm gonna be yeah. fine with that. 
Yeah, well said, man. I'm going to stay on you, and then I'm going to ask the same question to the other two gentlemen as well. Skamaka, the real deal, yes or no, Alessandro? Should we get him? Yes. How much should we uh, look at putting up? For me personally, he's showing like he could be the best thing to replace Eden Dzeko at the moment. Well, Skamaka is really hard to read. Um, <laughs> he had a very unusual... Um, history with with team it, it didn't grow up in uh, in uh, the small team in Italy but he preferred to go around uh, in uh, in the Netherlands and other other um, leagues so he, he came back to Italy just recently um, physically is a beast of course technically he still has a lot of uh, of improvements to do uh, but in the long run, if he can uh, improve uh, under the finalization aspect, uh, it can be a really good deal, you know. Um, at the moment, I I don't see him still at the the level of Inter, you know. Uh, it's almost there. Uh, you know, it's like. It's not so different from Pinamonte. Pinamonte, in our mind, my mind, is like, oh my God, still this guy is old, forget it. But I think they're around the same age. And mm. Pinamonte is scoring more. So if I have to choose, uh, I don't know, it will, it will be difficult. Uh, we had Pinamonte last year, but Conte never played the guy. Now yeah. he's playing somewhere else and he's scoring. So was it just a matter of quantity like Pinamonte or was the player not good enough for Inter? I think, you know, again, uh, it really depends on the, the coach and uh, all the people in the in the decision room. They, they know better than me. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, if probably... I would not buy either Pinamonte or Scamacca. Uh, I will go some somebody completely different, uh, but it's not up to me. So <laughs> I hope yeah. I answer your question. Uh, you did, man. Uh, there's a couple other names out there, but Scamacca, possibly Raspadori. But, you know, I've got to give it to Pinamonte. He has um, played himself into some good form under Empoli who are just playing pretty well in general, to be honest. Matt, going over to you, man. It's been a great um, podcast by these, uh, to be joined by you guys so far. Matt, going into January, are there a couple of names um, that you think Inter could really go in for or any, even some foundations we might be laying for next transfer window after that? Yeah, I don't, I don't see January us changing too much. Um, I think it's just trying to hold on to what we've got, trying to get those re-signings over the line. Brozovic, obviously, Perisic. Um, they're the main ones. Onana, he's not free until June, I think. So I don't know if we'll spend $20 million, whatever it is, to get him in January. Um, it, it just all depends on the confidence with Hendanovic. We've seen, we've seen great performances from Hendanovic lately. We've seen poor performances from Hendanovic lately. So he's the only one, the only position I'm worried about. The others, Vecino... I think we're playing him in the wrong position. I don't know. I, th I think he needs to go higher up the field. He, he needs to be more attacking. Uh, when he comes on, he's very deep. He's 
playing more of a defensive structure and I don't like him in that role. Um, I think if we we put him up a little bit further, we'll have a different player. But yeah, the rest of the players, I don't see it changing too much. Even Sanchez, I feel like he's starting to get confidence and him and Vidal, when they're on the field together, they look like they're 20 years old. They're running around the field. They're happy. They've got their heads up. So I don't know. I think we've got the squad to just keep moving, keep moving. And then in June, I think, I think we can buy some players then. Skamaka, he, he's the complete player for me. I, I think he's the, the best one to come in. Six foot five, good in the air, good with his feet, quick, strong. I, I don't see us going for any other players. Um, if we sell Latoro, then Raspadori's the, the player who's most like him, I think. So they're, they're the only ones I really see. Maybe a couple of midfielders for free if we can. Maybe Kessier, if Milan aren't going to re-sign him or if he won't re-sign with, with Milan. But yeah, there's there's a lot of names out there. It's just who we want. Yeah, fair enough, man. Akil, I'm going to give Sorry, you the last I, word. Um, uh, yeah, of course. Sorry. Of course, I, I of course. I forgot to mention, if we have to find for a replacement one name that was thrown down, uh, I, I don't know why or if it's uh, real or not, but one name was uh, Thorsby from Samdaria, and yeah. I will be so happy because I love the player. And uh, I, I'm, I mean, it will be an awesome replacement uh, for Vecino. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> nah, nice one. Um, I don't think there's any there's any rumors linking him to us, though, is there, Alessandro? But he would be a good signing, man. No, there was some rumor. It just came out this week. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how credible they are. Uh, but, mm. uh, you know, there, there is something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it could be. Could be something there. Akil, my friend, the PIF rumors, man. What do you say in the last word on this? Because Zhang and Suning, you know, he's still standing pretty staunch. Um, but where there is smoke, there is still a lot of fire. I don't expect this to be solved this year, obviously. We're in December. But I think starting around the back end of January, February, we're finally going to know if there's any legitimacy to this. What are you saying about it, man? Yeah, yeah, things are going to start rolling out probably end of January or somewhere around April, March or April when, uh, you know, everybody has closed their books for the year and they're, you know, doing their stuff. I think um, Zhang's wants, they want to sell, right? They they don't want to keep this club long term. So their intention is to sell. And if they're getting you know, a hefty offer from this PIF, you know, team, and they're really interested in bringing it over. Um, yeah, it could go down as, you know, early as June or early July. You know, as soon as the season ends, they're going to make it official and transfer the stuff over. And, you know, it, it, this kind of stuff uh, kind of excites me a little bit too, to be honest. I've had my, you know, my doubts over Zangs over the years and, you know, how they've handled the club financially and all that. But, you know, you, you got to give them some credit, too. I mean, they've pulled together during tough times. You know, they've put the money in sometimes and, you know, being a little bit cautious, conservative as well. But it is tough, you know, to put in, to put money, kind of that kind of money in a club like Inter and, you know, all that. So I got to give them some credit. But, yeah, I think long term, um, I think it will be beneficial for the club, for Zangs, for the PIF to, like, you know, do a smooth transition and, you know, inject some good money so we can really make an impression next year and uh, get some good signings and make a, a, you know, deeper run in the Champions League. 
Absolutely. Thank you, my bro. Matt, is there any part of you that thinks there's no truth to this and that uh, Suning and Zhang continue with Inter next year? Yeah, I, I don't I, <laughs> I don't read too much into it until it's official. Um, look, owners, I think, yeah, Suning, mate, they brought us a Scudetto. Like, we haven't had one of them in, in a decade and they brought that. Eric thought he could not, could not bring that. So, um, I, I, I don't... Yeah, I think they're doing a great job. I, I know there's been a lot of criticism, um, especially with the money, the loan that they got last year and, and what that meant for the club and selling Lukaku. And But we see what Lukaku's done at Chelsea this year. He's been injured. He's been inconsistent. We got $115 million for him. So yep. that's a great bit of business for me. Marotta, they've appointed him to make all the decisions. He's doing a fantastic job. So if we continue down this path, as long as Morata resigns with us and stays with the club, we're in great hands. I, I don't care who the owners are. Yeah, that seems to be the theme as it has been for the last couple of years. As long as um, Morata's there leading that backrooms team with Auxilio and whoever else is working, I think we're in safe hands. Alessandro, I'm just really curious um, what your thoughts and opinions are on the PIF takeover and if you think there is a lot or a little substance to it, mate. Uh, like you guys said, I still don't see anything real. I don't, I don't know. Uh, as long as Suning is paying uh, whoever needs to pay and we are going on the field and there are no scandals or anything, I'm good. I prefer yeah. this way than other, other stuff that is going on with other teams that I don't want to even mention. <laughs> <laughs> good good stuff man good stuff i just want to thank everybody um who is listening to this whether it's on youtube or any of our audio platforms make sure you like make sure you share and a huge thank you to what has been a very very exciting podcast with a great panel so alessandro it was awesome to hear from you again and i'm sure we will soon yeah thank you guys bye bye Matt, it was awesome to hear from you guys. Make sure you're checking out the Interworldwide website for all of Matt's articles, pre-matches, post-matches, special pieces, opinions. He does it all. Thank you so much for your work. Appreciate you joining us as well today. No worries, bro. For Santa. Hopefully we can yeah, continue this and Scudetto number 20 is on the way. Uh, I love it, man. I love that optimism. Akil, it's always a pleasure to connect with you, man. And I just want to say thank you so much for that lovely phone call from LA being able to give a thumbs up and share a word with Michael Matarazzi. That's a dream come true. Yeah, of course, man. Anytime. Uh, yeah. Thank you for having me. Great podcast. Loving connecting with you guys, Matt, uh, Alessandro, yourself. Great to be here. And uh, yeah, really excited for next few months. I think, uh, I think we are really in putting ourselves in good position and I think we'll get there. Thank you. Absolutely. From all of us here at Inter Worldwide, Forza Inter, ciao ragazzi.